Welcome to The Vanderpoint. Please join your hosts, Jessica Vanderkoy and Rachel Pointer, as they challenge each other and have critical conversations about disrupting and dismantling the systems that fuel human trafficking. It is fitting that we released our first episode on Independence Day and are releasing our final episode of this series on the fourth Thursday of November, a day of mourning, a day of reflection, and a day to be with those we love and appreciate. The Vanderpoint series over the last 20 episodes has been rooted in growth, exploring what we do not know, asking hard questions, and holding ourselves and systems accountable to impact, regardless of intention. This fourth Thursday of November is a day just for that, a day to reflect on where we got it wrong, to be honest about our history and own and mourn hurt we have caused, and gather with family and friends in gratitude. To end the crime of trafficking, we must look at the social, economic, and political systems that sustain this crime. We must reflect on our actions and inactions that have served systems of oppression and racism that make this crime disproportionately harmful to the least served, the excluded, and the underappreciated. Join us for our final episode of this series as we discuss what we gained from developing and recording this podcast and what we hope our impact is. Literally, here we are at the final recording of yeah. our final episode. Yeah. So what, what, did we, what did we get to? This Ooh. is 20? Is this 20? Yeah, the 20th 20. episode? Yeah. yeah. That's a good number. I like it. Well, 20 episodes and a, a, a handful of little diamonds in between. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we just can't just not use this. Yeah. Well, so funny enough, I mean, I, I can't imagine that any listener could believe this, but that we've never done a podcast before. I mean, huh? news to me even. No, we, um, and then ended up with something where we kept plan, but we're also truly authentic with who we are, were and are, mm-hmm. and somehow organized it into 20 different episodes. I would say high five, Rachel Pointer. I feel pretty good about that. You know what? Jessica Vanderkoy, I also feel pretty good about it. I do think back in the beginning, this was such a daunting thing to think about. We're actually going to put this out into the world. We're going to have conversations that are going to challenge people, challenge us, you know, ask people to rethink so many things and um, not having really a clue how to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) walking through it and really taking the time and energy and effort to really digest what we've been talking about and what like what we talk about what we record is stuff that like we've already been doing work around and Mm -hmm. then also once we record we continue doing work around because it's there right um i think we made something here you know, yeah. it, if it's not beneficial for anyone else, it was beneficial for me. And now I kind of know how to edit things. So yeah, who knows what will happen next? So you gained um, the technical thing. What else would you say that you gained in this process? Like if you think about Rachel Pointer on episode one, um, outside of just the daunting task of editing and kind of piecing things together. What would you say you've gained from this process? You know, that's such a great question. And I hope that after I'm done talking, you'll answer it too. I think 
in a lot of ways, I gained clarity. I, I am an external processor, but not necessarily a verbal processor. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically have to write things down in order for them to make sense to me um, and get them outside of my, outside of my system. And in our process of like coming up with an outline and putting some thoughts out there so that we could kind of percolate on them and do a little bit more Googling and digging and talking to people about them and then coming back and having a conversation around those things. For me, I think it just was like pulling all the pieces together and getting clarity in a lot of these, a lot of the topics that we covered. Some of them were like experiencing anger around certain issues. And honestly, this is going to sound kind of weird. I personally have a really hard time with being angry and Mm -hmm. um, recognizing that anger in myself and being able to, you know, talk about specifically like in words matter and white saviorism. Well, I would say just really all the way through, honestly, to find that and engage that anger and, and not feel like I can't, like, it's okay for me to engage that anger, to use it to fuel my, my own work to dig in deeper, to unearth things that maybe my fear had been blocking me from unearthing before. Sometimes anger really pushes that fear out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, so I would say like in that also really just practicing that throughout mm-hmm. this whole, this whole process, I'm not like angry all the time, but being able to tap into that and and pull it through and use it as fuel. Anger has a purpose. It serves a purpose. And if you never engage it, it usually ends up being stifled and turns into nasty, messy things. Honestly, it was its own form of therapy for me almost. I don't, I don't have people that I sit around and talk about this stuff with because I'm kind of my own person doing my own thing in a place where no one else is. And so that by itself was super helpful to just have somebody that you can kind of bounce things off of. And personally, like our conversation style is a lot like that. Like I'll throw something Mm -hmm. out there, then you throw it back at me and vice versa. Like we just kind of go back and forth like a volley. And so that, I mean, that was super helpful for me recognizing even more, like even more messages that I had not connected to the white supremacist patriarchal structures that we've been raised in and trained in, you know, being able to pull some of those pieces out and really all the things that come with it, you know, not re- not really recognizing before some of the pieces that are connected to that, um, that are in, involved in the work even now. And even from my side as a survivor of trafficking, you know, recognizing where I have played into some mm-hmm. of those same things as a survivor. So I don't know, I gained a lot out of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. I think it's our, um, I'm glad we're pausing to kind of think about it because it's, it looks at how we were never really tied to an outcome. We were best invested in the process. You know, we could have 20 episodes that, you know, no more than 500 people ever listen to. I don't, I don't even know the, the statistics on it, but we were never consumed with that. So I think it's super important as we kind of tie a bow on this, this project and mm-hmm. we end it to kind of think about 
what the process was and what we gained from it because we're putting our money where our mouth is, right? Where it was like, yeah, so awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I'm glad yeah. there was there was good stuff throughout throughout the process and you gained from it. Yeah. What about for you? Um, I gained, um, so one, same as you, being able to talk through these things out loud and I don't have other people who want to sit and talk to me um, about these things. So getting to do that volley back and forth with you always um, strengthened sometimes, but expanded my understanding of issues, right? Um, Which then led me to a place where I could do greater self-reflection on where I got it wrong. Um, I appreciate the the space and the ability um, to be able to be vulnerable in, in our conversations where I know there's been more than one occasion in the last episodes where both of us got to admit that you know, that we didn't get it right. And, um, and that that's okay. It doesn't change us as people who really understand this issue or the work that we've done. Right. Yeah. And I think I got a really good dose of following through on a project that wasn't perfect. And I survived. Mm. So, which has been, has been sort of the theme for me for, in this project, but also for years, right. Where, you know, I have 150 business ideas in my head and, and none of them pass step four um, because it's, it hasn't been perfect or it hasn't been the right time or it hasn't been, you know, so for me um, getting to experience valuing the process, um, being okay when things are not perfected, um, not having to go back and re-record something that I felt like I didn't say right or was long-winded or, you know, um, I didn't stick the landing, as you would say. Um, <laughs> in other circles, I'd want to go rewrite it, right? I'd want to go fix it. I'd want to, um, and I was really able to just sort of not have that as the backdrop of my driver on any of this. And then the end result is we have 20 episodes um, some that I like better than others, but we've delivered them and we've put them out in the universe despite them, despite not needing to be perfect. Right. Yeah. So I would say that was something that I gained. Mm, I like that. Yeah. It's a hard one for me. Yeah, I know. Following through for me with projects has always been like this mental block thing too. Um, so I'm doing this um, writing challenge right now. It goes through the end of January. And um, one of the things that I've been reflecting on with the prompts, I think it was last week, around like what kept me from writing consistently before. And it's kind of going along with this whole, the, the honestly, the whole theme of everything we've talked about just now is like this, you know, I don't want it to be imperfect. I don't want it to be, I don't want to send out something to the universe, whether any other human being sees it or not, that's draft form. I want it to be the complete, beautiful thing that sits on the bookstore shelf, right? Like, even if it's just a journal, it has to be like more, more polished than that. And so there's like this, it's overwhelming. Right. And it, it's yeah. like, I can't, I can't, but I can't just let it go. Like I have to go back through and edit everything. And so like this challenge has been a lot around like writing specifically, but I, I have seen that because we've been practicing that with the podcast, like 
it's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect, right? We can do some general editing, and because I'm not a mastermind, <laughs> I can't go in there and change all the things, right? It's still very much right. the way we talk to each other, and a lot of a lot of that thing. Just but noticing that the practice itself, not tied mm-hmm. to a specific outcome, aside from showing up and having a conversation, right? It's the same practice in my brain. That sure, yeah. you know, we're we're showing up, we're having this conversation, we're doing this consistently, and we're putting it out there, whether anyone hears it or not. Whether mm-hmm. you know, yeah, not a specific outcome tied to it. Just enjoying yeah. the process and continuing to show up and show up and show up and show up. Like I think that is I don't know about you, but being here at the end of this season, I can say well, maybe I can take one of those projects that has been piled up in my million projects, right? Maybe I can because we did this. Maybe I can go and do that now um, and get it past that floor. Well, I would say both of us are winning in what we gained from this process. I, um, I vaguely remember only because I had to listen to it like 10 times to try to <laughs> edit it down because it was one of our, I think it was our first, one of our first episodes, which we were less skilled at less ums and more derailing and digressing. I <laughs> um, but we had, I know at the beginning we had talked about like what we hoped would happen or what the impact would be as a result of doing this. Obviously, um, the decision was one, let's build a podcast because we've never done it before. And that's kind of exciting. Two, we have a lot of things to say and we have a good volley back and forth that will, you know, kind of grow, grow from this and, and kind of strengthen our own understanding of what we're talking about. But we also had, you know, some hopes for either individual system, program, community impact. Um, that kind of was the, the motivator, the fire initially when we started. Um, do you remember what you said or has it changed or like, where are you now with that? <laughs> Well, I don't remember what I said because that feels like it was 10 million years ago. It it was a long time. It was like June, (laughs) May, June. It was a while ago. A long time ago. It's probably similar, but potentially more refined, hopefully, after Mm -hmm. this whole process, right? I, I really, I think where I'm at right now, I hope that we continue the work. Mm hmm right? I hope that for us, this wasn't just a, um, let's do a podcast because that sounds exciting. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I think we will, but just that we continue to do the work and support each other in doing the work because I think that's really important. The other thing is, I really hope that at least one person is encouraged to, and, and feels emboldened to reflect on their own stuff and begin to make those changes for themselves. Um, If we can change the way one person sees their place in this and the way that they've served the structure instead of changed the structure, to me, I think that that's, there is so much more that one person can do than we ever give them credit for, Mm -hmm. you know, and if we can magical. Yeah. 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 Right. 
human beings are magical. And if we can just ripple, I mean, there's this like magic dream, right? Where I hope thousands of people listen to the podcast and are just so convicted that they just go out and like dig in and tear the stuff down and all of that, which I think will happen over time. I really do. Mm -hmm. But the, for me, the right now is like, if just one person feels that, okay, I can take this further. I can take Mm -hmm. this one step further for myself and the people that I serve. I'm good with that. Yeah. So I vaguely remember one of the things that I said at the beginning, which is like, (laughs) I like that you used it's more refined after 20 episodes and it is. Um, And I said at the beginning, and it's not that I don't wish that, that this was the impact, but I am less, I I I guess I care less at this point on whether or not this is the impact. Um, I said something about how, you know, that I hope that, you know, decision makers like elected officials are understanding the issue differently. And it's not that I don't hope that that happens, but I do believe that real sustainable and authentic change happens when we as individuals um, change our understanding of what the problem is, how we talk about the problem, and then whether or not we are serving, as you mentioned, or or dismantling something that's not working for another human being. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of am back at the place where you are, where if there is one person, um, you know, individuals, uh, whether it's a, a person who's experienced trafficking and been exploited says, you know, there are people in the helping profession that do see this different, that they are hearing me, that they are seeing me Mm -hmm. um, and what role I need to play in my own healing, that I want to be consulted, that I, um, you know, whether it's on a survivor board, right, that that somebody's heard differently as a result of the conversations we've had. Mm -hmm. And then that um, second that people notice I think the vulnerability and our willingness to get it wrong and revamp ourselves, re, you know, realign ourselves to do that personal change, to, to talk about things differently, to be able to get feedback and say, Hey, that was not good. Right. Um, I think we've modeled that, that if someone who's not even in interesting, interested in the field of trafficking leaves this podcast and says, you know, they were able to give and receive feedback and then saw how it was important and then made the changes and did it in a public setting. Right. Like, yeah. um, so I think, that and then lastly, like you had mentioned, that um, that there's people listening, going, I've always had kind of this gut that that this could be done different. Yeah, uh, I didn't really understand, you know, why, you know, words matter. Why I get so caught up in in outcomes and grant deliverables, even though my gut is saying, gosh, you know, maybe this should be different. That that there's some understanding that there is community around this to have the courage to be like, you know, we aren't going to just have a survivor-led leadership board so that we can put it on our pamphlet, right? Um, We aren't going to do that. We are going to ask survivors what they need, and we're going to get their permission to make changes to our program because people with lived experience are valuable in the way, in our process of designing these things. So Mm. I was kind of a little long and all over the place, but I'll tell you what, 
consistent for 20 damn episodes. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So where do we go from here? I think there's definitely something more to come. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's if it's around trafficking and exploitation and gender-based violence. I mean, I kind of see this conversation as sort of this overarching, big bird's eye view that drilled down periodically into very specific things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you and I could have, you know, eight to 10 episodes on one singular issue, right? (laughs) And do we drill down or do we take on, you know, I don't know. I think we'll have to, we'll have to really decide kind of in the new year, like, what conversations are important to have? What can we model for other people? And where do we want our own personal growth to go by having this conversation since this is what we got from, from our process? Thank you for witnessing today's conversation on The Vanderpoint. Jessica and Rachel hope that you have enjoyed this series and will join them in continuing this critical work.